Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. What's going on, guys, and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio. So today's podcast is going to be um, a little bit of a heart-to-heart, but also I want to start out with saying that we're talking about some sensitive topics today um, pertaining to food relationships, disordered eating, and primarily just me talking through my experience struggling with binge eating. Now, I've been pretty open with my struggles with disordered eating. Um, I should just say eating disorders since I'm technically diagnosed anyway. Um, I am recovered, but with recovery still comes relapses regardless of what you've recovered through. It's just like any other addiction. So with food relationships, um, I find a lot of people are struggling with overeating and binge eating. And, you know, I'm trying to move past coronavirus, but I think a lot of people's relationships with food are being revealed to them, and a lot of them are realizing that they are struggling with some sort of binge eating. And I'll be honest too, guys, when I do polls on my page talking about like, have you struggled with overeating or binge eating? Have you struggled with restriction? Have you struggled with um, feeling like you're trapped in the cycle? Majority of the people are saying yes. And with the majority saying yes, I feel called to talk about this. Now, am I a mental health professional? No. If you need therapy, I highly recommend that you go seek out a therapist and get that help that you need. There is actually a lot of therapy, um, therapists I should say, that are doing online sessions right now with everything going on with coronavirus, so you can still get help regardless. I did post um, NIDA down below, so that's the National Eating Disorders Association. You can go on NIDA and you can do a free screening to see if you are struggling with an eating disorder. But again, this isn't supposed to be made to diagnose anyone, to be used as treatment, which is more so for you guys to hear my story and how I overcame my binge eating. So if you want to hear more about my struggles with my eating disorder, you can go back in a couple episodes back. Um, There's a lot. I don't even know what episode number that is, unfortunately, um, because we've over 100 episodes here right now. But I have struggled with eating disorders in the past. I've struggled with anorexia and then over-exercising and then binging. And the binging was through, I'm sorry, binge purge cycle when it wasn't really a binge. I was just eating normally. Um, But let's define what a binge is. So a binge is when you feel like you are out of control when you're eating a large amount of calories in a short period of time and you usually feel some sort of guilt and discomfort after. That is considered a binge, whereas overeating would be like you having an extra serving size. So for example, I'm looking at this bag of kettle corn that's on my counter right now. A serving size there is 28 grams. Now, I would be overeating on this if I had four servings of that, okay? Um, It'd be a good amount of calories, and that's going to definitely be more than the recommended serving size. And not to say that you can't have more than than the recommended serving size, but if you look at a package of Oreos, a recommended serving size of Oreos is two, 
okay? If you have five Oreos, you did not binge, but that's technically, you know, overeating a little bit. Um, so that's the main difference. And with binging, you are eating to a point of discomfort. You're usually kind of blacking out when it happens and like not falling over to the ground, but you're just not fully present when it's happening. And um, it's also like a habit. And some people that struggle with binges will do some sort of restriction after the binge the next day, or they will purge. And that purging can be through self-induced vomiting um, or even exercising. So I would do both. Um, that's kind of how I would get rid of my calories whenever I would um, binge. And it doesn't make me super comfortable to say that, nor am I condoning it. But it's also a horrible cycle that I was stuck in. And I'm going to chat with you guys how I kind of got through that. And when I went through recovery, I did see, you know, a few therapists here and there, but I couldn't afford therapy. Um, and I was also like too embarrassed to reach out to my family and say like, Hey, like I, I need the healthcare to go to a therapist. So, um, because I am still under my parents, it just made me nervous to show them that I needed that help. I wanted to act like I was perfect and I had everything under control. That being said, if you need mental health help, it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you crazy. Um, it, those people are here to help you and you should let them help you. But with my recovery, there's a couple things that really just made me want to stop binging. I think the big thing was I was exhausted of hiding it. And when someone struggles with binge eating, they're usually not doing it in front of someone else. So when I was starting to relapse a little bit, it's when I lived with someone and I would only do it when she wasn't there. And I kind of felt like I had to tiptoe around them. I felt like I had to hide my food. And it was more so because I was embarrassed. I didn't want them to see the wrappers in the trash can. I didn't want them to see what I was buying. I didn't want them to judge me. So if you're feeling that fear of judgment, that's definitely like a red flag binge behavior. But I was exhausted of doing that. Like who wants to live like that? Who wants to feel like they can't, eat normally in front of someone else. It's just so mentally exhausting. The other thing too is the act of purging hurts. And I don't care if that's through exercise. I don't care if that's through self-induced vomiting. It's painful. Okay. And when we're talking about, um, you know, purging through vomiting, um, you are putting your heart at such a big risk there for having cardiac arrest, which can kill you. Um, a lot of people who do struggle with um, bulimia will have cardiac arrest. So for me, I had to like really have this moment with myself and say like, do you want to die of a heart attack? Like if someone were to find you right now, oh, and hope is going off. Guys, give me one sec. So if you were to be found like having a heart attack what like how would that make your family feel and I was like I don't want to live my life this way uh, I realized that I didn't want to live my life that way and that I needed to get better so I decided to um figure out like what was causing my binges and you know this is going to be different for everybody um not everybody struggles with binging for the same reasons but I realized that I was struggling with my binge eating because I was really stressed 
out. Um, I hated the person that I was living with at the time. And I also, I didn't necessarily hate my job, but I was just exhausted. I was exhausted because I was working full time. I was also, um, you know, working with some online clients and I was also doing in-person training and I was so exhausted that I just wouldn't really eat throughout the day. And then it would lead to me binge eating. Um, and my binges were interesting in a way because although the food was quote unquote healthy food, I was still overeating on it. And that's the other thing I want to emphasize is that it doesn't have to be like cookies and chips and all this junk food. Like a binge can happen on healthy foods too. Like I've seen people binge on fruit. Like if you eat six bananas and like 10 apples, well, first off, your digestion is going to be a wreck, but that can also turn into a binge too. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be quote unquote junk food. So my binges would be like protein bars or protein ice cream, or it would be cereal. Um, my binges were like foods that people would deem healthy. But the thing is, is because I was working so much and I wouldn't eat really throughout the day, when I came home, I was so exhausted and I was also legitimately hungry. And I remember eating like multiple protein bars. Um, I would eat like a whole carton of yogurt. I would eat like a pint of Halo Top. Um, I would eat all of this. And first off, that's expensive. And that's another thing too that just made me want to stop binge eating. I'm like, this is getting expensive. Like I'm literally eating food to get rid of it. Like this is a waste of money. Um, and like it, you know, it takes a lot of awareness to get that to that point guys. But the other thing too, is like, if you're struggling with your binge binges, you need to get rid of those foods. So although like I would go grocery shopping and on my journey with recovering from binge eating, I would have to tell myself, no, Nicole, like you can't buy this food right now because we're working on a relationship with that food. And for me too, I had to recognize that like, although you're quote unquote busy throughout the day and you feel like you can't eat a lot throughout the day, we're going to force yourself to eat because obviously only eating, you know, very few calories during the day is a big trigger for you. So I decided to like, okay, number one, I'm going to no longer buy these protein bars, no longer buy these protein ice creams because they're a trigger for me. Okay, check mark. Number two, I'm not eating enough throughout the day and I need to eat more. So I decided to make sure that I was getting in at least three meals throughout the day and have them, you know, contain a little bit of protein in it. And when I say a little, I'm saying like 20 to 30 grams to help keep me full. And that's one thing that really helped me. The other thing is I started like keeping a tally um, and my goal was to just get to 30 days. And, you know, it took a while. It took a lot of like wanting to go to the grocery store and buy these foods when I was really tired. It took a lot of like thinking about wanting to binge on days that were really stressful for me. Um, you know, I had the thoughts and it's more so overcoming the action. And that's the thing too, when you're going through your recovery is, you can have the thoughts, but it's up to you to take action on it or not. So for me, whenever I didn't take action, like I got excited because that is exciting. You know, you're breaking an unhealthy habit. You're breaking something that is just not serving you. So that's a couple of my tips when I was going through recovery. I think a lot of people don't realize how much their restriction is causing their binges. And the reason why is it's causing 
your natural, you know, human instinct of eating and you're depriving yourself. And if you're only eating like 1200 calories, you know, Monday through Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday, you're having like 3,500 calories. Number one, you're just slowing your metabolism down throughout the week, but then you're also eating to an uncomfortable level. So your ability to experience bloating, to experience discomfort, to experience even um, excess fat gain is going to be way higher versus a person who eats like 2,000 calories every single day. Okay, you would be so much better just eating enough throughout the week versus having these crazy lows and crazy highs. That's what causes a lot of issues too, is people wonder why like they're not losing weight. They're like, oh, I'm doing so good. Like, and I would get in my head too like this, even though like I knew, I knew the right answer, but I was just like kind of lost with my disorder and I knew the right answer. I was like, it's not, you're working so hard, Nicole, like you should be leaner, like you should be losing weight. And the reason why I wasn't was because I was doing my metabolism a disservice. I was not eating enough throughout the week because I kept telling myself, you're too busy. Um, And then on the weekends, I would way overdo it. Or in the evenings, I would way overdo it. So it's super important for yourself to have that tough love conversation and just be like, you know what? You need to be eating more. And although that makes you uncomfortable, what makes you feel worse is losing control and binging. Um, So that's another piece of advice is like, if you're binging, like make sure you're eating enough throughout the week. And one way that you can do that is figuring out your BMR and also taking into account your TDEE. So your total daily energy expenditure. So that's basically going to be working out. Um, Most people's BMRs are going to be more than, you know, 1200 calories. And then, you know, a lot of women are trying to recover from their binge eating and they're not eating enough. Um, My goal is to get a lot of my clients to over 2000 calories. Um, there's no reason why a grown woman should be, you know, eating less than that unless they are, you know, in a fat loss phase. But the other tough love piece of this too, is if your goal is fat loss and if you are, you know, stuck in this cycle, it's, let me reverse. You're never going to lose fat if your body's at a high stress state. And when you are binging, you're releasing cortisol. When you're purging, you're releasing cortisol. When you are taking your body through these crazy extremes, your body is super stressed out. And that makes your body unhealthy. And an unhealthy body is an unresponsive body. And with you hurting your metabolism through all this restriction and then you know never allowing time to rebuild it back up, you're really doing yourself a disservice. So if your goal is fat loss, you need to let your body trust you again. And the only way you can do that is through working on your relationship with food and also working on building trust with food. And you need to work on overcoming those fear foods, those trigger foods, which, you know, that's going to be honestly the last step. But the first step too is just getting used to eating more, getting used to not being so hungry, getting used to having energy, getting used to not being scared of carbs, like getting used to that. And so many of my clients too, like they're so nervous to go through this process of eating more. But then once they start to eat more, their brain starts to like trust them more and they feel more comfortable around carbohydrates and they don't have as many cravings and they don't feel the need to lose control. And I recently did a story talking about one of my fears being pizza because in my head, I felt like pizza has like no nutritional value, like it's super high in fat, it's pretty high in carbs, like there's no reason for me to be eating pizza. 
But part of me was like, but you enjoy pizza. Like, why not have a few slices? Um, You're not going to binge. You're going to be fine. And I had my four pieces of pizza. It was delicious. Um, I did not binge on it. But that was a big win for me. And so many people are reaching out there like, how did you do that? Like, without like losing control or feeling guilty. And it's because food doesn't define my worth. Food does not make me who I am. And just because you eat... Just because... Guys, I'm so sorry for Hope during this podcast. Just because you eat something that is, let's say, higher calorie, that doesn't make you a bad person. Guys, I apologize so much for Hope during this podcast, and I'm just going to keep this one messy and raw and real for you all um, and let her kind of do her thing, but I did just take her outside so I can focus more on this podcast. But anyway, so for my pizza, I really enjoyed it, and I didn't feel bad. Like I know that that piece of pizza doesn't make me a good or bad person, and eating ice cream doesn't make me a good or bad person. And that's the other thing too. So many people put these whole foods and clean foods at such a high standard, but they correlate them with their morality where they're like, oh, well, you know, like I'm drinking the red wine because like I'm so healthy or I'm eating the salad today because I'm so healthy. I would never, ever eat like a burger. Ew, that's gross. Like be honest with yourself. You might enjoy that burger and you might enjoy that pizza and that's completely fine in moderation. Um, just because I had pizza that one night doesn't mean I'm going to have it every single weekend. You know, then, you know, we can experience some negative side effects from consuming pizza on a regular basis. But if I want it, you know, every now and then, once in a blue moon, that's completely fine. So I think a lot of people, when they're overcoming their, their binge eating and their relationship with food, it's they're tying so much value and worth to their food when they should just look at food as fuel. And when I was looking at that piece of pizza and getting ready to eat it, I broke it down to a food that I was more comfortable with. I was thinking, you know what, Nicole, like you eat rice cakes with some peanut butter like all the time. And pizza literally has the same macros as rice cakes and peanut butter. So what's the big deal? And you might have to do that for yourself if you're trying to overcome some of your fear foods. Like let's say one of your fear foods is cookies. And then you're like, well, my oatmeal that I have in the morning with some nuts and some fruit is like the same macros as a cookie. That can help justify it in your head where you can like feel more comfortable with it. Now, you know, obviously there's different nutrients in the oatmeal versus the cookies, but we're not talking about nutrition here. We're talking about your mindset with food and how you're preventing yourself from releasing that much pressure on yourself. So that's one thing that definitely helps me overcome um you know wanting to eat those foods and I used to have such a big list of all these foods that I would say no 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 and the more you start to say yes and expose yourself to those foods the less and less they have any sort of control on you and cause any sort of emotion and the funny thing is is so many people will you know stay away from these foods because they think that they're in control but (laughs) Flat twist, actually that food's in control because you're so scared to eat cookies, you're so scared to eat ice cream, you're so scared to eat a burger, um, and that food has control over you when you can just overcome it. So I think a lot of people think too, if they just give in to that food, that it's going to lead to a binge, but you know, I'm, 
I'm personally eating like around 2,400 calories a day. Um, my body doesn't feel deprived. I don't feel restricted. And I felt no need to binge on the food. And, you know, if I were to be the version of Nicole a couple years ago, yeah, maybe I would get to the point where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need to, you know, fix this. I need to do extra cardio. I need to restrict really hard. And then unfortunately, you know, I could see myself getting back into that cycle of binge restrict, binge restrict, binge restrict. But you have to put your foot down. You have to decide to change. You have to decide to stop the cycle. So where are you going to stop it? You're, you're going to stop at the restriction or you're going to stop at the binging. And I would recommend the binging first and then we work on the restriction because the binging can kill you. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Binging can kill you because that is going to be the catalyst for everything else. That's the catalyst to your overexercising. That's the catalyst to you self-inducing vomiting. That's the catalyst to your relationship with food. So you can stop the binges, okay? Um, I hope that this podcast episode was helpful for you guys. I just felt the need to touch upon this topic. Um, if you're needing more help with reverse dieting, I would look into applying for my coaching. You can find out more information down below, but if you feel like you really need more mental health help, where you feel like this is consuming your all day, every day, where you feel like you need help with maybe your eating disorder, then this is when I would recommend getting the help of a licensed therapist where they specialize in eating disorders. You know, although I'm a health and fitness coach, I am not a psychologist. And although I would love to help you, I'm not qualified to do so when it comes to the mind. And, you know, that's why, you know, binge eating, it's not about the food. It's about the emotion and connection to that food. So when I was having those stressful nights, when I was having these feelings and people I didn't want to talk to or address, I turned to food. I turned to food for comfort and I turned to food for a distraction. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people are doing that right now and they have to open their eyes and ask themselves, like, what am I avoiding right now? What am I feeling right now? What's causing this? And, you know, it's not the pizza's fault. It's not the ice cream's fault. It's not your parents bringing home cookies, whatever, as a trigger to you. It's not the food, okay? It's something bigger than that. So I'm going to leave it there for you guys. If you're enjoying Beyond the Bikini Radio, I appreciate it so much if you could share this podcast episode on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Nicole Ferry Fitness. <clears throat> Whoa, I'm talking so fast. Um, also, check out the description down below for more information on coaching for all of my sponsors as well. And I will see you guys in the next one. Hey, guys. On the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals.